Angela Bowen here, the host of Together We're Gonna Find Our Way, an unofficial Silver Spoons podcast. How's everyone doing today? I'm doing good. It's the start of another week in September. Well, today I am going to be covering Season 3, Episode 22, entitled Return of the Paisley Conspiracy, which aired on March 17th. Hey, St. Patrick's Day, 1985. In this episode, Edward forgets Rick's father and son banquet when he and an old buddy revive their singing career. Oh, my goodness. Uh, This has got a 6.5 rating. It was directed by Jack Shea. Raiders David W. Duclan, Ron Levitt, Michael G. Moy, Ben Starr, Martin Cohen, Howard Leeds, the creators. It was also written by Milt Rosen and Glenn Padnick. Padnick. Michael Goodwin plays Dave Travis, who is Edward's <laughs> old bandmate. They had a little, uh, a little duo, a little band. And I guess Edward wants to, he's going through his old stuff and he wants to get the old band back together. I mean, why not, right? (laughs) So let's jump right into this episode. So the episode opens up in the living room. Edward and Kate are on the couch and Edward's going through his school, his fun school stuff, his old school stuff. And Kate pulls out a cup, a pair of socks. And she's like, why are you saving these? He's like, oh yeah, those are my lucky white socks. These socks are black. And she's holding them. And as soon as he's like, oh yeah, those were my lucky white socks. She drops them like, ew. I don't even want to think about what those socks were actually used for. Ugh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's fun going through this old stuff from school. Why are you saving these? Those are my lucky old pair of white socks. (laughs) We won! We're in the soccer playoffs! We turned the eagles into turkeys. Gobble, gobble. (laughs) That's great. Want to borrow my lucky socks? Ew. No thanks. (laughs) What's happening here? Ah, just sorting through some old stuff from college. (laughs) Look at this button. Never trust anyone over 30. Yeah, well, things were a little different then. (laughs) Yeah, you were under 30. (laughs) Yeah, I remember anybody over 30 seems so old. Now, Friday, I'm going to be 40. Oh, you're... 40? 40 is three times older than I am. 40? That's four decades. (laughs) 40, wow. Boy, that'll do, Alfonso. Really? When they get near 40, they get cranky. (laughs) Hey, look 
whole scrapbook from the Paisley Conspiracy. What's the Paisley Conspiracy? Oh, my buddy Dave Travis and I, we started this singing group in college. Who's Paisley? Oh, Paisley's not a person. It's a fabric pattern that was popular in the 60s for about 10 minutes. <laughs> my old Paisley shirt. Yeah. Wait that a minute. That is ugly. People actually went out of the house wearing that? Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> hey, look at this publicity picture of me. <laughs> old Dave Travis. Gosh. Haven't seen him for 17 years. Wonder what he's doing now. Hey, hey! Look at this, our one and only record! <laughs> so Rick and Alfonso come in, both wearing Letterman jackets from Fuller High. And apparently Alfonso is also on the soccer team. Well, good for him. <laughs> I don't know, it's just, Alfonso likes to dance. I've never really thought much that he was really, I never got the inkling or impression that he was into sports, but maybe we're uncovering some facets about Alfonso that we didn't know. He's got many layers, this young boy. We just found out recently that he's dyslexic, but he is helping to turn that around, which is good. He was able to get the help that he needed for that. Okay, so this is an old group that he got to get. Well, group. It's him and one other person. Uh, just going through a box of stuff from college. He's wearing, Edward's wearing a, hat, a red hat that's got an S on it. I guess he's going to be turning the big 4-0. And Alfonso makes a big deal out of it, saying, like, wow, when I'm, like, you're three times older than I am and this and that. And it's just like, Alfonso, enough. And Rick picks up a button that says, never trust anyone over 30. And Edward's like, oh, yeah, that was a different time back then. <laughs> and he goes on to say how, like, when he was young, he thought 30 was old. Well, when I was young, like, maybe under 10 or maybe 10, I thought 30 was old. I mean, older than me. He seems so depressed. Like, oh. I, I used to think 30 was so old, and now I'm going to be 40. Like, ugh. So Ever starts flipping through an old photo book, and this is where the uh, Paisley conspiracy is the group that he and Dave Travis put together. And Rick's like, well, who's Paisley? And Kate's like, well, Paisley isn't a person. It's a color. It's, uh, what is Paisley? That's kind of like a, a mix between... Kind of like periwinkle, isn't that's like a mix of like blue and purple, like a light color. Okay, here's what I got here. A distinctive, intricate pattern of curved, feather-shaped figures based on a pine cone design from India. Okay. So, it's not a color. Paisley is... Alright. Well, what's periwinkle? That's a color. I know that's a color. Is a color in the blue and violet family. It is its name is derived from the lesser periwinkle or myrtle herb, which bears flowers of the same color. The color periwinkle is also called lavender blue. May be considered a pale tint of blue or a pastel blue. All right. 
Well, Kate also says it was a fabric pattern that was popular in the 60s for about 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, that fad died out quick. Edward unearths his paisley shirt, and it's green with those patterns on it, and it's just gross. It's ugly, and I even Rick's like, I can't believe you actually went out in public wearing that shirt. Granted, as Rick's like, people actually went out of the house wearing that, as he unbuttoned, both he and Alfonso unbuttoned their shirts, but Rick's got this, like, neon lime green shirt that's got, like, words and different prints and stuff like that, like, all over his shirt. So, Edward is really reminiscent. You know, he sees an old promotional picture of him. Joel Higgins looks really cute in that picture, by the way. Very, very cute. Um, he's wondering what Dave Travis is up to now. It's been 17 years since the last time they saw each other. Apparently, he and Dave Travis put out a record. Cool. The Colors of My Feelings. That's the title of the song. I'm going to play this clip here as they're talking about the record and Edward starts singing the song. Dave Travis. Gosh. <laughs> Haven't seen him for 17 years. wonder what he's doing now. Hey, hey! Look at this! Our one and only record! <laughs> the Colors of My Feelings? I remember when some of this, uh... When we were together, life was like a movie. I never knew I could ever feel so groovy. Sha-la-la-la-boo, sha-la-la-la-boo. Now we're through. Blue is the color of my feelings for you. Sha-la-la-la-boom, boom, sha-la-la-la-boom. Great. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> Yeah, they're being polite. Like, eh, you kind of. That's a crappy the song. The last time I heard the word groovy, I was doing the funky chicken. Are they both around the same age? <laughs> See, it's alright. I thought for a minute there was somebody put an ice cube down your back. Yeah. Those were the days. Dave and I traveling around. Oh, he actually went on tour? For me to put my youth back where it belongs. <sighs> out in the garage. Between the incomplete croquet set and the broken lawn flamingo. <laughs> so, Edward's just trying to relive his glory days. And it's funny that Kate says, I haven't heard the word groovy. Last time I heard that word, I was doing the funky chicken as... It's like, seriously, Rick, you've never heard of the chicken dance? They do it all the time. I had to do that at my wedding reception. And talk about embarrassing. Because my sister had to drag me out like, oh, it's your wedding. You're not getting out of this. <laughs> but Edward's like, oh, getting old. Time to put away my youth. Back in the garage it goes. Next to the broken flam flamingo and the croquet set that I'll never use. So, Rick said he was going to get his dad a weed whacker for his birthday. But Rick, now that Edward's out of the room, says, I just thought of something better. I bet he's going to try to contact Dave Travis. Why do I keep wanting to say Dave Thomas, like from Wendy's? Someone's wearing a tux and looking great. Edward's asleep on the couch 
with a book in his on his chest. Oh, Rick brought out a tape recorder. Oh, that's cool. Rick goes over to Edward, who's asleep on the couch, leans over him, and starts going, Dad, Dad. And Edward finally opens his eyes, and of course he, like, starts screaming and, like, ducks out from under Rick, like, what in the world? And Rick's like, like, oh, my God, you don't, you don't bend over someone like that who's sleeping and call their name and not expect them to start screaming and back away from you. I mean, who wants to wake up to someone leaning over them? That's scary. For my dad's birthday, I was going to get him a weed whacker. <laughs> I just thought of something better. tuxedo. I'm dressed this way because today's your birthday. And Edward Stratton the third, this is your life. <laughs> you were born not that long ago in New York City to Abigail and Edward Stratton the second. <laughs> oh no, his butt. <laughs> his baby butt. <laughs> this voice? Hi, Edward. You know I always love to hold you and kiss you and cuddle with you. I, I can't, can't believe it! Sheila Krinsky! <laughs> what? That's your wife! What in the world? <laughs> I was only kidding, honey. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, save that for the bedroom. <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> Edward Stratton III, do you recognize this sound? Alfonso. Wait a minute, I think I got it. Titanic has hit iceberg. <laughs> Please bring big ice pick. <laughs> yeah, even I can recognize Yesterday? What's it, 20 minutes? Yeah. I have to go to the bathroom. Alfonso, take over? Sure. <laughs> Listen very carefully to this next voice and see if you can identify it. For 12 years, you didn't even know you had a son. But then one day, I ran away from military school to look for you. And I'll never forget the words you said when your eyes met mine. You're my what? <laughs> Saying a gentleman by the name of Rick Stratton was looking for me. 
Told me about your birthday. Or should I say the big four <laughs> Oh, no, you shouldn't say that. <laughs> I just had to be here. Ah, uh, you know something, Dave. You look good. I feel good. Well, you know, I'm not at all surprised to hear that because you look awfully good. Well, thank you. That's probably because I, I feel so good. Well, now, you know, as you came through the door there, I said to myself, you know, I'll bet Dave feels good because he looks awfully good. Okay, what bit are they doing? Is that part of your act? Yeah. yeah. We were known for our snappy pattern. Oh, huh? do some of that. <laughs> then we go into our opening song, remember? Oh. I like what Rick has done here to surprise his dad. It's really, really funny. He starts with the picture. And I like how on the little um, tape player, he's got a little fanfare playing to kind of, you know, spice things up and make it really exciting. Rick's got a photo of him. And the first picture he shows, Edward has to put his hand up because it's a picture of, you can't even see this baby's face, which is probably just as well. It's naked in a little baby bath. And Edward's like, okay, I thought I burned that picture. <laughs> it's almost like one of those things like, Edward Stratton, this is your life. And it's like you go through pictures and this and like to remind people like, oh, remember when you did this? Remember when this happened? It's just chronicling different stages of your life. And I like how Rick has a person behind the library doors. And Rick will start out with, do you recognize this voice? And I recognized it right away. Like, it's Kate. She says, I know you recognize this voice because I love to hug you and kiss you and hold you and cuddle with you. Granted... Edward says the wrong name. Are you kidding me? Sheila Krinsky? <laughs> Izzy stands up excitedly. And Kate just comes out there, hands on her hips. She is very angry. Like, excuse me. Like, dude, this is your wife of maybe the last month or two. <laughs> and you're already calling her a different woman's name. Wow. But then he's like, oh, no, no, honey, I knew it was you all along. And they kiss and kiss, and Rick's like, all right, break it up, please. <laughs> you get a woo-woo from the audience as they're kissing. <laughs> so the next one is Ricky asks Edward Stratton, do you recognize this sound? And you hear this tap, tap, tapping. It's someone with tap shoes. Who wears tap shoes? Who knows how to dance? Alfonso, hello. Of course, Edward's like, oh, yeah, let me guess. It's the uh, Morse code from the saying the Titanic is sinking. Like, mm, no. And Alfonso comes out like, hey, it's Alfonso. Gosh, I haven't seen you in, like, what, 20 minutes? <laughs> oh, so it, Rick got this all together, like, later that evening. So Rick excuses himself to go to what we think is the bathroom, but no, he is the next to be speaking behind the door. So Alfonso takes the photo album and says, listen very closely, Mr. Stratton, to this voice and see if you identify it. I like this. Rick is very somber and serious when he says this. Like, for 12 years, you didn't even know you had a son, and then I left military school to come find you. 
And I'll never forget the words you said when your eyes met mine. You're my what? <laughs> oh my gosh, yes, the first episode. <laughs> it's your son, Richard Stratton the first. And Edward hugs Rick like, oh, this is such a nice, thank you, son. I really enjoyed this. And Rick's like, well, Dad, it's not over yet. Do you recognize this voice? And we hear what I thought was like playing on a tape, like a young version of Edward playing that song. No, it's Dave Travis. Rick was able to track him down. He was doing a show in Atlantic City. So while the guys kind of broke off and went their own separate ways, Dave kind of continued on the music circuit. So yeah, Edward says, "How did uh, they get they find you?" Like, yeah, I was doing a gig. Dave says in Atlantic City, and I got a call from someone from like a, saying a, a Mr. Rick Stratton was looking for me, and he told me all about you know your birthday, or should I say the big four zero? My goodness. I don't know. We'll see how I how I feel in three years when I turn the big 4-0. I'm sure it's going to be fine. It's going to be wonderful. I felt fine when I turned 37 years ago, so I'm sure 40 is going to be no different. As long as I welcome every single year with gusto and just new and exciting things and look forward to what's to come in the future... I think it's good. I mean, I don't look at a birthday as, oh, I'm getting older. I don't. So Edward puts his arm around Dave's shoulder, and they do this little bit that goes carries on for a little bit as Edward's like, you know what, Dave? You look good. And Dave's like, well, you know what? I feel good. And they go on and on like this is a little stand-up routine. right there, man. And boy, you don't know what you're missing. <laughs> I thought about getting married, but I just realized it's kind of hard to do what I do and raise a family. Yeah, we got a lot of catching up to do, buddy. Yeah. Hey, you remember Sam Blake? Yeah? He owns a coffee house right out here on the island. You're kidding. <laughs> Sam Blake used to play drums for us sometimes. It was terrible. Oh, but he was a funny guy. Hey, let's go see him tonight. Fine. Uh, well, but Edward, we have dinner reservations at Bernard's by the Bay. Oh, well, gee, I'd kind of like to see Sam. Well, some other time, Eddie. Oh, Rick, it is his birthday. You're right. All right, great! Hey, we'll all go down and see him. Come on, let's right. go. Hey, Eddie, you know, I've been meaning to tell you. You look good. Well, you know something? I think I'm I'm like, I can't believe he did that. He looks at Dave's friend like, oh, I see you have... Having to avoid the marriage trap. Kate is right behind you, Edward. Really? Because she just looks at him like, I can't believe you just said that. And he's like, oh, Dave, you don't know what you're missing with this marriage thing is the best. And Dave mentions, I guess, they had a, a drummer who was really, he wasn't the greatest drummer. But he was a funny guy, according to Edward. And he's got a little uh, coffee shop down on the island. And it's like, hey, let's go, you know, see him, because I haven't seen him in years. And Kate's like, well, no, but, you know, Rick had, you know, Bernard's by the bay. And, of course, 
everyone's like, yeah, but I really want to see, I think his name is Sam. And Kate's like, well, I mean, Rick, it is, you know, your dad's birthday. So, like, dude, if the guy owns a coffee shop somewhere on the island, you, it's not like you will never see that man. But then again, however, it's his birthday. He gets to have his birthday wish and his birthday wishes to get the trio back together. Yeah, right. You watch. He is going to come crawling through that door. You're right. So it's the, it's the next morning as Rick's sitting on the couch flipping through the newspaper. Kate comes down. He's like, oh, is Dad up yet? And she's like, well, a person has to uh, come home first before they get up. And he's like, what, he's not home? And immediately alarm bells would be ringing in my head like, where is he? What's wrong? Does something happen? Which Rick's a little bit nervous. Like, yeah, where where is my dad? Where is he? Granted, this is in the day before cell phones, so but then again, wherever Edward was, he could have called and said, Hey, I'm not coming home till the early ten AM or something. Something so that way they're not worried. And turns out eh, eh, Edward's out with Dave and Rick's like Really? This is the third day in a row he's hung out with Dave. And he's also missed Rick's championship soccer match. Oh, it was the soccer finals, the uh, Rick's soccer finals that he missed. And it's like, Kate's feeling a bit on the neglected side as well. It's like, it's great, your buddy's in town, you haven't seen him in 17 years. But you got a kid and a wife that actually want to be able to see you too. I mean, if you think about it, Rick's like 14. He's not going to stay that age forever. Eventually, he's going to graduate high school and move off to college. And not to mention, Rick's only been in Edward's life for two years. You have a lot of years to make. I mean, it's not his fault he didn't know. Rick didn't, Ricky didn't exist. His ex-wife never t told him about him. But even still, it's like, come on, man. This guy, if he, well, he was performing in Atlantic City. I don't know where he actually lives, so, but still. Like, you guys can make time to go hang out and everything. 
Ricky's only gonna be Rick's only gonna be young for so long. So Kate pretty much just says it's like he's just excited about his music. You know, this is kind of his thing at the moment. And Rick's like, yeah, I mean, when we went to that coffee house, when he got on, Dad got on stage with Dave, he just lit up like a firecracker. He was so excited. So Rick goes to sit back down on the couch, and he's, he's worried. He thinks that, because he asked Kate, you don't think he, Dad would rather be a musician than hang out with us, do you? I think, honestly, it's just something that Edward's trying to relive his youth. He's turning 40, and he's scared that his best years are behind him, apparently. I was just thinking, even though they don't have a kid, but think about it. Edward's turning 40. If he and Kate had a baby now, he would be, like, almost 60 by the time that child graduates high school. Actually, if you think about it, he'd probably be a grandfather before his kid graduates high school. Weird. Kate tells Rick, like, look, he's just trying to get this out of his system. I know your dad. Three nights of this is his limit. And she turns around facing the door and says, as she puts an arm around Rick, you watch, your dad's going to come through that door, maybe hungover, just dragging his feet, like, oh, what was I thinking getting into this music? <laughs> I'll see you later, Dave. You know, you love terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you saw that crawling? <laughs> hey, guys, anybody here ever see the sun come up over the Brooklyn Bridge? It's beautiful. When you watched it, were you anywhere near a phone booth? Yeah, really. Honey, I was going to call you guys, but I didn't want to wake you up. When we finished the last set, it was way after four. You're really into this, aren't you? Oh, I think I'm hooked again. I was up on that stage playing the old songs, the audience laughing and cheering. Ah. Yeah, right. <laughs> Going to Tapner's coffee shop after the last show, making plans. Plans? Yeah. You're not going to be a singer, so man. I'm joining Dave for the rest of his tour, 28 Cities. The Paisley Conspiracy Reunion Tour. We leave in a week. Are you insane? Why didn't I get him that weed whacker? <laughs> He's crazy, right? Really. He decided, without consulting his wife, that he's going to go on tour with Dave 28 cities and he leaves in a week. I'd be like... Oh, uh, no, you're not. <laughs> you have a business to help run. Seriously, you're neglecting your son. You're neglecting your wife. Edward, please. You're, you're, this fantasy you have of being a rock star, it's done. You put it to bed. You had fun, but seriously, the dream has died. Nobody wants to hear the Paisley conspiracy. Not 1985. Maybe in 1970 or 1965, but not in 1985. Don't get me wrong, wrong. I mean, he's got Joel Higgins, beautiful voice. Love his voice. But seriously, to make a commitment like that is just crazy. Makes me think of the Full House episode where Jesse goes to um, Tokyo because his, his hit 
song forever is like number one in Japan and he's being offered a chance to tour Asia for the following year and he almost makes that decision without consulting his wife his he's got two boys he you know it's just and not to mention I mean I'm sure his bandmates would love to take part in this eventually you know he does turn it down and everything like that but still it's like yeah that is something you kind of do need to consult if you're married you need to consult with your wife and I'm not just saying that because I am a wife I mean think about it if your spouse were thinking of doing something like this and just made a snap decision they're gonna go out on tour for like a month or so or maybe more than that, don't you think you'd want to be consulted? Especially if that person is, like, the breadwinner in the family. Yeah. So, Rick and Kate are not happy about this. And Rick's like, why didn't I just get him the weed whacker? I never should have contacted Dave and brought him back into my father's life because he's igniting this fiery passion of being a rock and roll singer. What are all these lines, these are all the cities my dad's playing in his Paisley Conspiracy reunion tour. Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, <laughs> Kansas City. Mm. Kansas City. I hear they have some crazy little women there. <laughs> oh, I get it. Hey, wait a minute. Our banquet's going to be on the 10th, and your father's going to be in Philadelphia. That's right. I can't believe your dad's going to miss this banquet. I didn't even tell him about it. He's all wrapped up in his music career. His tour starts in two days. He's busy rehearsing, writing new snappy patter, shopping for paisley pants. <laughs> Your dad cares for you, Rick. New York's only a 20-minute flight to Philadelphia. He can come to the banquet and fly back to the club. Now don't you mention it, why would he want to miss it? Our guest speaker is Andy Granatelli. <laughs> uh, so up in Rick's room, he's got... The map of the United States, he's got a ruler and a pen, and he's connecting different tour stops that his dad is be go going to be going here and here and here. And Alfonso mentions, like, hey, look, um, oh, um, Kansas City. And Alfonso says, yeah, I hear they have some crazy little women there. And I'm, uh, for a second, I'm like, like, wait a minute, I, I know that song. Um, let's go, I'm going to Kansas City, Kansas City, here I come. There's a there's some crazy little women down there and I'm gonna get me some. I just remember it because um, the ja Jackson's an American Dream that TV movie. Young Michael Jackson was singing that song and like I know that song. Just that line that Alfonso said clicked in my brain. But anyway, there's a father son banquet for the Letterman team, and apparently Edward's gonna be in. Philadelphia at that time and Rick says he didn't even mention it to his father because his father's so busy trying to find paisley pants rehearsing writing new jingles snappy songs and stuff like that for the tour it's like what's the point point? and Alfonso says hey look your dad can it's like a 20 minute airplane ride from Philadelphia to New York because they're so close he could be there. It's like, uh, yeah, I mean, my dad might like that that speaker that's going to be uh, speaking at the banquet. Now we get downstairs, and Edward and Dave are 
talking about, oh, it's been 17 years, and now they're going to continue to reminisce. Why do I get, I get the impression there's got to be something more to this episode, right? Like, maybe, maybe Dave's suffering from depression. I don't know. There's something, something. Give me, I know we've gotten a semi-darkish tone with, you know, serious episodes with uh, Rick's friend Mark and the alcoholic father, uh, Alfonso and his dyslexia. Is there anything else? As, as fine as this episode is, I need something better than, you know, Edward chasing his fleeting youth and wanting to relive his glory days of the Paisley conspiracy, because it's just are they both wearing cowboy boots and jeans <laughs> oh my goodness uh, I guess not much changes after 17 years huh? I don't know it seems like we never stopped yeah I always used to wonder what would happen if we didn't stop I guess now we'll find out I guess that's so lame get along dad you guys play in the Philadelphia on the 10th right yep on the 10th, we are headlining at the Club Fandango. <laughs> Club Fandango. We used to dream about playing the Club Fandango. Those big palm trees and that huge marquee out front with six-foot letters, which will now say, The Paisley Conspiracies! Yeah. Exclamation point! <laughs> I forgot to tell you, Abe Becker of Hoagie Records called me today. He's going to be in Philly the same night we are, and he's taking us to dinner before the show. Hey, Becker, that's fantastic. You believe this, Rick? The Club Fandango, Hoagie Records? This is happening so quick. Give a crap. I'm really happy for you guys. I Listen, got it. Give, I got it. Well, you know what, what we ought to play for, Abe? You remember, uh, uh, uh... Oh, yes. Ah, listeners. Put some band-aids on your fingers. Do it! Great idea. 
So Rick tries to talk to his dad, you know, bring up the whole thing with a banquet, and no, no, Edward's just too into his music now. They're going to go be playing at some Fandango place, and it's a place that he and Dave have always wanted to play, had big dreams of playing this place. Some record executive also is going to take them out to dinner before their big show, and it just... So, Edward and Dave start jamming on the guitar. Rick gives up trying to talk to his dad. It's two in the morning. Kate came from the kitchen, which we haven't seen the kitchen yet. Hope maybe in season four we'll finally see this kitchen. Because I know it makes an appearance eventually. Um... And Rick... The banquet's already come and gone. It's already happened. He got his F, his fuller F... On his letterman's jacket. And he just says, hey, look, I'm sure my Kate says, I'm sure your dad would have loved to be there if you would have told him about it. And Rick says, well, I just don't want to stand in the way of his, his dreams. Rick's worried his dad's just going to keep playing music and go on tour forever and just forget about, you know, him. And he, he read, Rick read in Rolling Stone magazine, something about music and once it's in your blood, you can't stop it, then you become addicted. I'm like, oh, it's not a drug. What? Yeah, this is music thing has been going on a little long. It's not a career, it's a hobby. You're playing for chump change. You have a job, and Kate even brings up the fact that he's now neglecting his newly married wife. And his son, and she's like, I have a mind to go over there and call him up on... I'm like, good, call him up on the phone. He's neglecting you. He's, this is... To, to him, it's not a hobby. It's a job now. It's a career. It's him reliving his glory days. It, it's fine for a hobby. That's great. But... Keep it as a hobby. When it starts taking over your life and your normal daily duties of a, a job and time with your son and time with your newly, you know, your wife you just married, yeah. They're newlyweds. They should be living in the prime newlywed phase. <laughs> Call him. No, it isn't. What am I doing? I can't do that. Rick, when you love somebody, you gotta be strong enough to let them be free to do whatever it is they need to do. No, stage your intervention. Right. Yeah. <laughs> intervention. Well, let's get some sleep, huh? It's 2 a.m. Waiting for you. What are you doing home? Wait, shouldn't you be on your way to Pittsburgh with Dave? Oh, well, we decided the Paisley Conspiracy Reunion wasn't working out. Did something go wrong at the Club Fandango? You got booed? Everything went wrong. Club Fandango's gone completely downhill. Has a 35-cent cover charge with a one-beer minimum. <laughs> a big marquee it said Easley Conspiracy <laughs> Palm Street was still there but they're all dead 
What happened with Abe from Hoagie Records? Oh, Abe, he loved us. The only trouble is, he wasn't with Hoagie Records anymore. A bum wants me to put money into his new record company. Oh, forget that crap. Oh, that's too bad, Edward. Dave keeps going. Thinks that stardom is just around the corner. Playing those crummy clubs, living out of a suitcase, just isn't my idea of a good time anymore. (laughs) Once you got that out of your system. Can't go back. Recapture the magic of the past. Besides... I've got something a lot better. Thank you. You too. Yeah, you really mean that? <laughs> I missed you guys so much. I had a knot in my stomach the whole time I was gone. And you know something? The minute I walked in that door, it went away. Aww. She decides, no, I can't do that to him. I can't, you know, break his heart. This is his dream. She and Rick decide to just head upstairs and go back to sleep. The door opens. It's Edward. He's like, what are you two doing up? It's like two in the morning. And they're like, well, why aren't you in Pittsburgh or Philadelphia? And he's like, well, turns out that club, that Fandango club, is a dive. It's just utter garbage. There's a 35 cent cover charge to get in the door. One beer minimum. It, it, the palm trees are there, but they're dead. The marquee is garbage. It said Aisley Conspiracy or something. And it just... And it turns out this record exec that was going to take Edward and Dave out to dinner wants Edward to funnel money and help support his new record company because he's not with that other company anymore it's like this is a dang joke so edward at least he found out that it's not all sparkles and gold and gold records none of that and he's like even dave it's like he's still chasing that dream of wanting to be an amazing musician. He's living out of a suitcase, going from one gig to another gig, getting paid practically peanuts. And it just... Edward, it took that, going to that dive place that used to be so grand back in the 60s and 70s, and just realizing, like, what he has 
at home is so much more than what he could ever find out there on the road on on tour and he just looks at Dave and just sees how sad Dave's life has become that he's just living out of a suitcase and playing gigs like this is a a career for for it's Dave's chasing that rainbow that he ain't ever gonna get that pot of gold basically and Edward sees on Rick's letterman's jacket that f it's like oh you got your f oh i missed your banquet when was it and rick's like well it was tonight i didn't want to stand in your way and edward says you know there wasn't a moment that i wasn't on the road that i wasn't thinking of you and this that pit pit in my stomach the whole time but when i came home to both of you that knot in my stomach went away and it's just like oh so sweet so all three of them head upstairs and it's just sweet. And then we get, afterwards, Dave's there. He's showing Rick how to play the guitar. Well, listen, I hate to teach and run, but I gotta be in Hoboken by nine o'clock. Hey, Dad, before Dave goes, why don't you play that song you wrote about you, him, and Molly? Who's Molly? Who's Molly? Yeah. Molly's my dad's guitar. Oh. Well. Have I heard this? Not yet. <laughs> this is for the old times. Oh, this is a beautiful song. I love this. <laughs> Look at Molly shine. I haven't seen her look so fine. Such a long, long time. And listen to the ring. I haven't heard her sing so clear. <laughs> At least a dozen years since my old friend and I, we were too young to realize how hard it is just getting by. <laughs> and what a luxury it is to dream. So beautiful i loved it so much that out of all the songs that joel higgins is saying on the show that is by far hands down my favorite it's got a john denver quality it just love 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 it um <laughs> i thought he was turning wait a minute that already happened didn't it never mind i'm like didn't he turn 40 did we see that? And I'm like, yeah, that's right. That was Rick's gift to his dad was his friend, um, Dave, Dave, dang it, what's his last name? I've already forgot his, Dave something, right? Dang it. Oh, well, anyway, that was the episode. <laughs> I thought it was cute. Um... Between this one and the last one, because this is definitely Edward's episode. Um, gosh. I mean, I'm going to rate this one three out of five trains just because Edward's got an amazing voice. And it was, it, there were some funny parts. 
that I, I thought were cute with the whole, you know, Rick presenting these different people, you know, Kate, Alfonso, him, Rick himself, and then, of course, Dave. Okay, I gotta look up his last name. Why did I just forget it? I think I've just been calling him Dave this whole time. I just, I thought that was cute. This scene where Edward's singing that beautiful song. Um, and Edward finally realizing that he's not, he doesn't need to be chasing that music dream. It's cute for a hobby, but you cannot make a career out of that. Not, not at 40. <laughs> it's, it's a hobby. Um, where is it? Here it is. Return of the Paisley Conspiracy. Stinking thing. Um, Dave Travis. That's his name. <laughs> Why did I? I was like watching this end clip before I'd even seen this episode. You know, it was on uh, YouTube, the ending clip with Joel singing. And I just kept thinking in my head, whether it was in the comments or I built this up in my mind where this is Edward's friend. I don't think we'd learned the guy's name at the time, but I thought like the guy was like contemplating suicide, like his Edward's old friend. And like Edward was singing this beautiful song to help boost this guy's spirits. Why did I think that that guy was contemplating suicide? I don't know, but that is very dark. I don't even know what put that in my head. I really don't. But, um, I'd say Silver Spoon, uh, the Silver Spoonful for this episode. Um, it's good to have things that are a hobby, but to try to start out a career when you're, like, 40, uh, I don't know. Especially something as, like, music and stuff like that. It's fun to have it as a hobby, but if you think you're going to try to make a career and make a lot of money and just go on the road and, or even trying to relive your glory days like that, it's like, it's fun to go down that road, but to try to, you can't bring back the past. You just, you can't. It's fun to, you know, hang out and relive moments, but to try to make things what they were a long time ago, it doesn't work that way. Alright, so next week, Season 3, Episode 23, entitled The Secret Life of Ricky Stratton, which aired on March 24th, 1985. Rick feels bad about himself when he sees how gorgeous his computer date is. This episode's got a 7.5 out of 10. All right, well, you know, I thought this was a cute episode. But all right, until then, everyone have a wonderful week this week, and hope for some good weather before fall truly sets in. Oh, oh my gosh. Fall is going to be here a week from tomorrow. A week from tomorrow. Wow. If you'd like to email the podcast, I would love to hear from you. You can do so at silverspoonspodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to leave a review for this podcast or the Punky Power Podcast, you can do so on iTunes or at the, the podcast app, Apple Podcasts, and, and leave a review. All right, everybody. Have a great week, like I said. Bye-bye.